Hello and welcome to season one of Storytime for Weirdos. This is episode eight. The title of this is Death of a Portal Jumper, part one. The train rumbled into the station and screeched to a halt. The door slid open and a handful of people exited onto the platform. Jenny waited for a man carrying a bag of wheat to clear the door before getting on the last car. She surveyed the interior of the subway. The gray plastic seats were half full and three goats were huddled at the far end of the car. She sat down on the train as it pulled away from the platform. It entered the tunnel and the car was dark except for two lamps bolted to the ceiling at either end. The flame in the lamp burned with an unnatural consistency. Jenny remembered a time when electricity had illuminated the subway cars and powered their movement. Now the subway trains were animated by earth elementals, summoned and bound directly into the metal of the lead car. The lamps were a permanent enchantment that captured the light of a flame at a specific moment. She eyed the lamps. She could probably replicate the enchantment, given the time and proper materials. Her ride from the Bronx to Lower Manhattan was uneventful. The goats got off at Grand Central. The Wall Street station was relatively crowded and well-lit, but even with the enchanted lanterns every few yards, the platform felt dark. Jenny breathed a sigh of relief when she ascended the stairs into the daylight. The station was on the same block as her office in the United States Realty Building. The financial district had fallen on hard times during the fade, but the officers and skyscrapers were filling up again thanks to levitation spells and vertical farms. The United States Realty Building was a gothic box, slowly being tenanted with government offices, agricultural trade firms, and consulting. The mayor's office of thaumaturgy was on the sixth floor overlooking Zuccotti Park. The elevator was slow and made a constant ringing sound, an early enchantment that should be reworked. Jenny sat down at her desk, the open plan revealing that the office was nearly empty this early in the morning. She reviewed her work from the week before. She'd been mapping magical phenomena, reading the resonance left over from spells and spontaneous thaumaturgical manifestations was her specialty. Oh good, Jenny, you're here, said her boss, Robert, poking his head out of the office. I need you for a special assignment. Come in and I'll tell you about it. Jenny was a little in awe of Robert. He was a self-taught caster who had started during the fade. The mayor had appointed him to head the office after he'd assembled a group of casters from all over the city to lengthen the growing seasons. It had only lasted for about a year, but people credited him with saving the city from famine. She sat down in his office with a pencil and notepad. The police sent a note asking for help with an investigation, he said, without preamble. This is a little delicate, and I hope you're up for it. He paused, blew out a breath of air. (sighs) Derek Summers was found dead in his apartment. Jenny gasped. Derek Summers was a legend. During the fade, interdimensional portals had opened randomly, spilling monsters and strange beings into the world. Derek Summers was credited 
with being the first person to go into one of the portals and return. He became the most famous portal jumper, bringing back magical artifacts and spells that would have taken decades to develop. Yes, it's shocking, Robert said. The detectives are already on their way to his apartment. They need someone to read the resonance and make sure they don't touch anything magical that he may have lying around. Jenny gathered her field pack and took the subway to the Upper West Side. Derek Summers' apartment was on the top floor of the Century Building overlooking Central Park. There was a patrolman at the building entrance. She showed him her ID and he waved her in. The elevator moved swiftly with only a light tinkling chime. A new enchantment. At the entrance vestibule to the penthouse apartment stood a man and woman in overcoats and leather armor. You with thaumaturgy? the woman asked. Yes, Jenny replied. She'd never seen NYPD dressed like this before. During the fade, the police had become a quasi-military organization, sweeping through the neighborhoods on the hunt for monsters and sometimes distributing food. The blue shield and chainmail could be frightening, but it was familiar. These two were dressed like everyone else. Do your thing and tell us if anything will blow our heads off, said the man. They hung back as she started casting. Despite the increasing ubiquity of magic, people still had an irrational fear of it. Jenny walked around a small mirror three times while chanting. She picked up the mirror and walked backwards into the apartment. The spell Jenny cast allowed her to see active, lingering, magical spells or enchantments. She surveyed the living room. Several vases and a knife on a shelf glowed with permanent enchantments. She studied them briefly. None of them seemed immediately dangerous. She maneuvered around the furniture to the hall, leading to the bedrooms and bathroom. The spare bedroom and bathroom were clear of any magic. She stepped into the master bedroom and stifled a gasp. Derek Summers' body lay in the bed. Blood stained the sheets. Jenny shifted the mirror away from the scene and let out a cry. You all right in there? The female detective yelled from the door. Yes, Jenny replied absently her shock turning to fascination. Right next to the bed, pulsing with an unmistakable resonance, was an unopened interdimensional portal. She surveyed the rest of the room, ended the spell, and walked back to the detectives huddled at the front door. It's fine to come in, she said. Don't touch the things on that shelf, she gestured at the vases and weapon. The detectives entered and walked through the room, giving the shelf a wide berth. I need to show you something, Jenny said, returning to the master bedroom. There was a portal open here as recently as yesterday, she said, pointing at the spot near the bed. They gapped at her. You're telling me there was a hole to another world next to this bed yesterday? The male detective asked incredulously. Yes, Jenny replied. I can tell you more about it, but I'll need to do some work. Please, replied the female detective, nodding, but be careful not to disturb the crime scene. Jenny started casting again, saying the spell in the strange, inhuman language of magic and gesturing precisely. As she finished, she blew a fine dust over the area where their portal was. The detectives started to object to this contamination, but jumped back silently as the spell took effect. 
Before them, twisting and pulsing with a pale green light, was the resonance of the portal. Holy mother of God, said the male detective. This portal was opened deliberately, said Jenny, too symmetrical to be spontaneous. It was opened from the other side, based on the convex pulse, and judging from the color, she leafed through a book for a long moment. I'd say it goes to Nimrish, or maybe Vossi. Now, Nimrish is most likely. She stopped talking and started to sketch the portal resonance in her notebook. The detective stood dumbfounded for a time. We need to examine the crime scenes, the female detective. Is it okay? She trailed off, gesturing at the portal resonance. Yes, yes, replied Jenny, distracted by her work. Just try not to walk through it. The detectives began their work, examining the scene, collecting and recording evidence. The medical examiner arrived, inspected the body, and estimated the time of death at 11 p.m. the night before, give or take. The body was removed just as Jenny's spell faded away. The portal was created and opened last night, between 10 p.m. and midnight, Jenny told the detectives. Someone or something came through it, and then it was closed from the other side. The male detective looked Jenny in the eye and said, My new working theory is that whatever killed Derek Summers came through that portal. Agreed, said the female detective. I'm Detective Rosenthal. This is Detective Chukreski. People call me Chewy, he said. You're on this case with us now. I hope you've enjoyed episode 8, season 1 of Storytime for Weirdos, a monthly podcast that gets posted the first Saturday of every month. Storytime, turn all of the lights off over every boy and every girl. Storytime, one more for chance for feeling some joy, laughter, or fear. Story time, you might want to listen, so put this into your ear. There is one where a guy becomes a gnome. There is one where a guy becomes a gnome. There is one where a guy becomes a gnome, becomes a gnome.